Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Droppe Gaming podcast. I am the host for this evening, Matt. And I am not joined by Lucas because he's a little girly man. Uh, but. <laughs> oh, God. No, he's just not well. He's got the man flu. No, there's no such thing as a fucking man flu. It's just the flu. People just call it the man flu because they're pussies. Man flu. <laughs> like man up, more like. Anyway, mm. I'm joined. Sorry, that was. I apologize. Getting carried away. I'm joined by Susie. Hi. And Tim. Hello. The usual suspects. So, uh, it's been like a month since we recorded last. So, sorry about that, faithful listeners. And thank you for sticking by us. And and if you didn't stick by us, then you're not hearing me right now. So, whatever. Um, I've played heaps of games. Have you guys played heaps of games? I've played two games. <laughs> two and a half games. What, what's the half a game? Sound shapes. Oh, yeah. Did you actually play it or did you just watch it? No, I saw someone. Like, no, I didn't play it. I lied. I played two games. Just two, no halves. Sorry for that excitement there. I know you were all very excited. <laughs> Getting everyone's hopes up with that half. Um, that half a game would have been on Kotaku and everything. You know, it was so internet. <laughs> so what were the two games then? <laughs> One of them was Battlefield because, you know, I'm back into it. Oh, yeah, man. Um, and two things happened. I guess my first getting back into Battlefield was because of Susie and um, some of her friends, which are now my friends as well, which is a really nice thing. And then the second thing is Susie got me back into hardcore and it feels like coming home because we used to play hardcore on, on Bad Company. So I like that. It's pretty fun. Yeah, sure. people don't have the luxury of going, oh, what, I'm getting shot? Hang on, let me turn around and see who's shooting me. Oh, look, a dude, shotgun, instant death. God. Or let me just hide behind this rock and regen all my health. Yeah, nah. That's realistic. Yeah, and friendly fire as well. It, so you, you have to, you got to have trigger discipline. Yeah, definitely. Which sometimes I don't. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as Susie knows no. I should no. just play hardcore because I'd probably get my accuracy percentage up on my profile it'll lean you though I tell you what you will drop instantly oh I drop instantly as it is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I must have it's a, the only real way to play I have a perk where anyone who shoots me instantly kills me Oh, that's great. The other game I played, of course, was Papa and Yo because I've been going on and on and on about it on Twitter and I've sort of stopped, but you do all need to play it. So, yeah, I'm happy sort of going on and on and on and on about it. Well, we shall discuss that shortly. Um, Susie? Yes? Have you played many games? I've played a little bit of Battlefield as well, um, but I don't need to drone on about that. Uh, a while ago, I spoke a bit about playing the Kairosoft game. Um, Dungeon Village. D- 
Dungeon Village. That's it. Uh, well, the other week on Android, they released uh, Chirobotica, which I got my hands on. Played through it twice. Um, very JRPG in sort of the way it sort of plays out. Um, probably one of the more finicky games so far. Went Played through it twice, and then I downloaded um, Epic Astro Story from Google Play, and it's, yeah, a million times better. Like, it's sort of disappointing that the latest release from Kyrosoft wasn't their strongest. Oh, well, you can't win them all, I guess. No. So, but that's what I've been doing. Nice one. Hmm. Well, speaking of Battlefield 3, while we're on the subject, which we were and then we weren't, but now we are again. Um, <laughs> Battlefield 3, so EA have announced, for those who haven't got Battlefield 3 and who want to buy it so you guys can play with us, because I bought it on my Xbox. I bought 14 months of Xbox Live and Premium. So I spent a fucking fortune. And... uh and then I got Darksiders 2, so I couldn't fucking play Battlefield 3. But um, <laughs> anyway, for those of you who don't want to spend a fortune, EA announced the Battlefield 3 Premium Edition, which is like a box copy of the game, which comes with a code for Premium. And it's only 70 bucks, available on September the 13th. So if you haven't got Battlefield 3 yet and you're thinking about it, just hold out for like two more weeks, three more weeks. Because it's good value for money. You get all the DLC packs and a bunch of other little extra bits and bobs. Um, what have I been playing? Darksiders 2. My review's on the site. If you haven't read it yet, you should go read it because it's a fucking awesome game. Uh, don't really need to go into it now except... Um, yeah. It's a hack and slash game. Run around. You play death so you carve people up with scythes and other violent weaponry. Uh, it's cool. Does that sell it? <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know anything about Darksiders, it's yeah. uh, basically a Zelda that plays very similarly to Zelda but doesn't look like it. So if Zelda's too cute for you <laughs> and you prefer tearing people's heads off, Darksiders is sort of the game for you. I don't know, I've always felt like some people are diehard Zelda fans and the rest, you know, most of us really only have one or two full Zelda plays, you know, plays through from start to finish in them. And then after that, it's just like, nah, I cannot do this again. Mm. So uh, I think Darksiders is, is more or less a good option. That being said, I was watching some of Darksiders 1 being played and uh, it had the same thing that Zelda has where you're in a room and... You know, like it gives you bombs and you just don't know what to do with these fucking bombs. So you do a lot of wandering around in a room and throwing bombs at shit and exploding them and nothing happens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fun. That yeah. was the first one, though. So, uh, bro, I don't know whether the second one's the same. It's slightly less bad in that term, in those terms. But still, there was moments where I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Which is why it only got four and a half out of five. Because apart from that, it's fucking awesome. The voice acting is amazing. The soundtrack is amazing. The scenery as you're walking around is just like... The only word to describe it is just epic. It's amazing and epic. So, 
Yeah. Read my review. There's a trailer at the end of it. Watch the trailer. Um, what else have I been playing? Sound Shapes. Oh, my Vita has been getting a workout. Sound Shapes came out on Thursday. It's a platformer where you collect coins and depending on where the coins are on the screen, they make a note or a musical sound. And uh, so it's a game about creating music by playing games. It has level creation that you can do yourself, which is really easy to do and fun. The game itself, though, without the community levels is a bit average. There's only a couple of really good levels and the rest are just average, same old, same old kind of thing. So here's hoping that the community really gets behind that and builds heaps of decent levels. I've already started to see some really, really good ones, so that's promising. I think that sort of thing, like with custom-made levels now, has a bit more legs in it than it used to, especially with things like Twitter and Facebook. Someone says, go get this level. Mm. I mean, it's so easy for everyone to, to hear the buzz and to check it out. I was also thinking that we probably have stuff like Super Meat Boy to thank for um, sound shapes. And in turn, you probably have things like Braid. You know, just, just the return of really challenging traditional games mm. that have new a, a new spin on them. So, yeah, I, you know, from what I've seen, Sound Shapes has the really cool musical component, and you're right. I think if if the custom levels take off, then uh, it's got a lot of potential. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if the campaign themsel- itself had more legs and kind of utilised the, the potential of the game because the game has, like, it's an amazing concept and it has a lot of potential. But, mm. like I said, the campaign itself is lacking... But, um, yeah, that's a bit weird. It was in development for a pretty long time, but it is from a small developer, independent, I guess, they're in the Queasy Games or Queasy something. Anyway, so that's cool. I played Lego Batman on my Vita. Um, it's a Lego game, and it has Ooh. voice acting. Yeah, but the voice acting is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, most of the funny stuff... I already saw in the trailer that said, we have voice acting, and then it played all the funny bits. Oh, I mean, did a Hollywood movie trailer on you. Yeah, but the game was all right. I mean, it's better on console from what I can, I've heard because it's got like open world elements. But to make up for not having open world elements, it has JLA mode, which is like um, it puts you in the shoes of a s- certain hero or villain. And then you have to fight a couple of waves of monsters and then it sends you through to like, be a different hero or villain. And um, yeah, you got to beat like a few different waves. It's pretty average. <laughs> you sound excited, man. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I haven't finished in the game, the JLA mode, because it's just like, uh, just it feels like a grind. But the game itself is all right. No replay value whatsoever. I mean, apart from the normal Lego replay value, which is go around and collect the last few bits and pieces. But, yeah, that didn't last long. Once I finished it, you unlock certain things like like brick multipliers. So you get to the point where you've got like times 24 brick multipliers. So you pick up one brick and it's worth 24. So you pick up one of the ones worth 1,000 and it's worth obviously 24,000 or whatever gets ridiculous. So you get like millions and millions of dollars of Lego bricks 
super fucking quickly towards the end of the game. Anyway, so that's that. Decent game, whatever. Um, Gamescom just happened, and they showed Call of Duty on the Vita. It's being developed by the same guys who made Resistance Burning Skies on the Vita. So Fun. that's going to be shit. <laughs> I hate to prejudge it because, I mean, no, fuck it. It's going to be shit. It's a bit of a shame. I'm uh, I'm excited for Black Ops 2 on console. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be excellent because Call of Duty is always fucking excellent. Like yeah. people hate on it, but and I'm not really that into it, but I I'm you know, going to respect it enough to admit that it's a decent game. People like it. So it it doesn't sell fucking gangbusters because it's shit. Otherwise, well, you know. it, just because it does sell a lot and regardless of why it does, doesn't mean that there's nothing in it for those who can identify more in it, especially Black Ops. There's, oh, well, I guess for me personally, there's definitely more in Black Ops than there is in Modern Warfare. You know, the more you know about the era, about, you know, the, the late 50s and 60s, early and late 60s, you know, JFK, KGB and all that sort of thing. Okay, yeah. it's still a wildly fictional story and, and good fun. But, yeah, I, I just quite liked it. I, think, I thought it was rather clever rather than just, you know, some sort of fictional scenario. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting yeah. with Black Ops 2 since it is a fictional scenario, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't thing. really know much about it, but I'm, I'm not really pursuing much information because, yeah, you know, once I've decided I like something, I don't really want to spoil yeah. too much of it for itself. Yeah. Well, um, Call of Duty on the Vita it's by Nihilistic, same guys who made the Resistance game. And 4v4 of Wi-Fi multiplayer looks like... It says all new maps. One of them sure did look like Nuketown to me, which yes. is fine because Nuketown's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, graphics just don't look very good they did also finally announce details about the new kill zone it's being made by Gorilla Games the same guys who I think it's Gorilla the same guys who made kill zone for the PS3 okay and so like you can be pretty confident in a game I feel if it's been developed by an actual decent developer who made Killzone, games. Killzone 3 was the one that was really acclaimed. They did a few... Number one, they reverted back to non-regenerating health. Was it... Was Killzone? Was it Resistance? I have no idea. Apparently it's quite difficult. Like, it's not the normal, you know, modern era shooter. I'll have to look into that. Mm. Yeah. Me no, no. <laughs> but yeah, We're cool. awesome games journalism type people. Oh, yeah. Fully... Fully investigated. Um, yeah, so it's called Killzone Mercenary. There's a trailer. I'll put it in the in the post for this for anyone who's got a Vita or thinking about it. Um, it looks pretty cool. It's mostly live action in the trailer, but towards the end it shows game footage, which is... It looks pretty impressive, so that's cool. And also EA announced that the... Well, Criterion came out and said that the most the new Most Wanted that they're working on. The Vita version is going to be the exact same as the platform versions, the console version, sorry. And it's going to be done by Criterion as well. They're not outsourcing, which is going to be excellent because Criterion are the fucking bomb. And <laughs> I'm going to fucking love playing Most Wanted on my Vita, I hope. Unless it's <laughs> shit. But I have faith because Criterion. Uh, so that'll do for that, hey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, well, actually, before we talk about Papa and Yai, I might as well, since I was talking about Most Wanted, EA just announced their first play tour. What is first play? First play? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. <laughs> as soon as I load the press release that I had open before we started re- recording, and then I closed it. It's so, because you're such a professional games journalist type person. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but since you mention it, this is really good vamping to... um. Yep, so anyway, <laughs> the first play game tour is going to be basically they're going to tour five key shopping centers across the country <laughs> uh, to allow gamers and consumers throughout Australia, and by throughout Australia, I mean Queensland, New South Wales, and Victoria, to play games that are upcoming for EA before they come out, including, but not limited to, FIFA 13, Need for Speed Most Wanted, Medal of Honor Warfighter, which, oh, man, I cannot wait for that game as well, Dead Space 3, and Crisis 3, and more. So, hang on, that's East Coast only. So, anywhere west of Victoria, and you can go get fucked. Yeah, well, I mean, basically. Fair enough. Well, it says EA. Yeah, why don't you just, why don't you just not live over <laughs> elsewhere? Poor people of Perth and Adelaide, come on. They're all right, I think. Don't worry. They are living in the past, though. Seriously. Oh, I so don't mean that. Well, I meant from a time zone perspective, yeah. <laughs> See, really bad puns. Yeah, I get it, I get it. I'm a journalist. I have No, I'm not a journalist at all in any capacity. <laughs> I, I don't have an excuse for my bad puns. I just yeah. make them. I made a good pun the other day. Someone Someone wrote on Facebook about people rushing to go to this place to drink Russian drinks or something, vodkas or something. They were rushing yeah. to get there. And I said, oh, I must go down there right away. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. It was a classic. I think, I honestly, I didn't see that coming. I thought it was, um, well, I had to think about it for a minute. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I feel it was a def- definitely an underrated pun. I don't think enough people appreciate it, which is why I repeated it on here. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so those games look cool people in Adelaide and Perth and what other ever other places there are that aren't Brisbane Sydney or Melbourne I don't know them um, you guys can play the games when they come out that's fair just like everyone else well, one, of, one of the ones in Victoria is at Fountain Gate and I hear that EA will be giving away swag to people who dress up like Kath and Kim by the way that's totally unfounded but you should still do it Oh, They're not going to dress up. It's going to dress up. Go up with the the muffin look and a G banger hanging up halfway up my back. <laughs> I do like Burberry. Oh, you are effluent. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, don't look now, pro. Okay, that's. Don't look now, don't look now. It's the Medal of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh my God, he dressed up like a soldier. Fountain Gate in... Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, knife point if you actually... No, I won't, I won't make any oh, derogatory geez. comments about it. Westfield Fountain Gate, High Point Shopping Centre. Okay, so I want, should I say the dates? I should. Westfield Fountain Gate in Melbourne, Thursday 6th to Sunday 9th of September. High Point Shopping Centre, Melbourne, Thursday 13th to Sunday 16th of September. Westfield East Gardens in New South Wales, 
Thursday 20th to Sunday the 23rd of September. Westfield Parramatta, Tuesday the 25th to Sunday the 30th of September. And then nothing the next weekend because it's EB Expo. But then in Queensland, to close out the tour, Westfield Carindale, Thursday 11th to Sunday 14th of October. So if you're in Queensland and you want to go to that, I'll be there on one of those days. You might just be lucky enough to bump into me and then I'll probably say, excuse me, sorry. I'll um I'll get my mum to go to the Carindale one if we can arrange a drop beer gaming shirt for her. So oh, we'll just, see, a, I'll just see get, a lovely lady. I'll just get her a koala costume. Because <laughs> she so looks game culture. Absolutely. I do have a picture of her somewhere with a bear jumper on. No, I'm talking like a full suit. Yeah, no, it, it, it had a hoodie that actually had ears oh. and... It had uh, like mittens that had like uh, paw prints on them. It was a jumper I got for a birthday. <laughs> nice one. So, I'll send it down anyway to represent the crew. So if you see a nice, a nice older-looking me roaming about, say good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Help her across the street, things like that. Oh, she's not that old. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So um. You are proof that chivalry's dead. What? <laughs> you should help. You should help any lady across the road. Oh wait, as what? long as they're me, I'm talking to Tim. Oh, yeah, no. She's not that old. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> so anyway, these are those are the five key shopping centres across the country. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, they're going to feature a major launch event at the beginning of each of them. Gaming tournaments, celebrity appearances, whatever that means. And uh, it's probably going to be like the latest Big Brother Evictee or something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would it be insulting myself if I go, <laughs> my mum? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, an exclusive Enough. merchandise giveaway so you can get some free shit, maybe. If they have Kath and Kim at Fountain Gate, I will drive my ass all the way out there. They're not going to, are they? And then someone will drive your ass. Um. Uh, so anyway, um, also Gamescom happened. Some of those things that I said before were announced at Gamescom. PlayStation Plus cloud saves have been boosted to a gigabyte instead of 120 or whatever megabytes, which is fucking awesome. So, uh, and by the way, uh, if you haven't got PS Plus yet and you have a PS3 and it's online, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I have to say, PS Plus is pretty decent. Well, you get discounts on like I've, I've noticed now that because I'm buying more PSN games, they're cheaper when you're on Plus, and sometimes they're earlier as well. So there's that sort of value, and then there's all the freaking free games you get. Well, I mean, just the free games alone. You've got um, what is it? Right now, they've just added Borderlands and Just Cause Two. I know, like, and uh, even though Border- it's just core Borderlands, all the DLC is like, what, six bucks or something? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Cool. So all the Just Cause, because that's what they do. They put the games for free, then they discount, heavily discount the DLC, and the idea is, you know, because most games sell the majority of their copies that are sold in the first week. Yeah, so, and then they barely sell anything yeah. after that. So at this point, it's like, well, we'll put the game for free and then rely on DLC sales, and... I have no problem with that because I don't mind buying DLC that's super fucking cheap. 
Uh, yeah. Pretty sure Red Dead Redemption is going to be free next month. Gee, that's generous. I mean, it, like Just Cause 2, that is a massive game. I mean, it, there's not a lot to it, but it's so much fun just fucking around in it. Like people, you know, if you haven't tried it, you can do it for nothing if you're, you're on PS Plus and it's fantastic. Best, okay, th- there's one side of PS Plus where if your subscription lapses or if you, you know, you, you choose not to extend it, the free games are licensed, so you won't be able to play them. And But the good thing is that if you sub to Plus again, you know, you can start playing again. I actually do it in three-month blocks because sometimes I won't really do anything for a month or two. But, you know, whenever I want to sub back on, you can. And that's it. You've got all your licenses again. So I actually think it's quite good. Well, mine just automatically renewed, which was great because I was like, hey, what's this email my phone has just told me that I got? And it said... Uh, from Sony, thank you for refilling your wallet with $69.95. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? And then the next, but- email, thank you for your purchase of PlayStation Plus. And then I looked on my download list to get to see if I'd got Borderlands. And every single game that I got for free from PlayStation Plus now says purchase date 20th of August. So they're just all there at the top of my download list, which is kind of oh. handy, I guess. Uh, um, the good thing is it's a lot easier to stop constant subscriptions in PS Plus than it is on Xbox because that is ridiculous. It's fucked on the Xbox. That is just ridiculous. So many people I speak to say, oh, man. Everyone's angry about it. I I had this thing on Xbox and then for some reason I looked at my credit card statement and it was like every month I was getting charged $11 or 12 bucks for Xbox Live. I was like, yeah, that sucks. One of my mates called him up and was like, seriously, this is fucked. And they fully refunded him, which is nice. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, yeah, Xbox. That's Microsoft for you. That, yeah, it's one thing I don't like about it. That's, you know, I, like it doesn't bother me personally because I, I just... I just leave it on subscription, but um, yeah, it's it's not good that you don't make it easy for consumers to make that choice. For fuck's sake, you know. Yeah, it's it's really really simple with this PlayStation. Yep. But um, speaking of plus, the current games that are free, just apart from Just Cause Two and Borderlands, because that's not all there is. Retrograde is a new PSN game that's coming out on tonight's update. And it's a, it says here it's a mind-bending rhythm game which you can play with a DualShock 3 wireless controller or a PlayStation 3 guitar controller, presumably like a Guitar Hero one or something, which is pretty cool, and you can use that. Uh, rock of Ages, which is a cool little game with a where you like roll a rock around and etc. <laughs> Dead Space <laughs> 2, which is fucking unreal. Uh, I got that and I bought all the DLC for it as well, so hopefully I play that one day. I mean, I, I got it from PlayStation Plus and then bought the DLC. Outland, which is a fucking awesome platformer. If you haven't played it, you should get PlayStation Plus and get it. It's like uh, it uses a mechanic where you like change between being blue or blink, being red. Pretty Yeah, uh, Ikaruga, very similar yeah, mechanic yeah. to Ikaruga. So if you're blue, you can absorb blue bullets, so you can walk through blue beams and absorb blue bullets. Yeah. You alternate to red. To um and you can only kill like red monsters if you're blue things like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, Odd World, Strangers Wrath HD, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light, which is one of the better phenomenal games. games. It's the best Tomb Raider game, yeah, and it's freaking isometric 3D. At least until <laughs> the new one comes out. Have you been playing it? Because I want to play it with someone co-op. So I'll download. It. I have it on Xbox, but because it's free on PSN, I'll I'll download it. Yeah. Saints Row Two. 
which is an awesome fucking game, even though it doesn't have trophy support. I'll I'll let that slide. Infamous two, Motorstorm Apocalypse, Little Big Planet two, and then uh, there's currently maybe not after by the time this comes out, but there's discounts on Sound Shapes and Papo and Yo. Yes, you know what's really odd about Little Big Planet two. The the whole opening, as in I say whole opening, because it takes you about twenty minutes before you can really do anything. Mm. Um, it's very twee and it's very charming, and I think like like it's ultra high quality. You have Stephen Fry's voice, but man, I was not in the mood for that. I just sort of thought I want to drop a save and get the fuck out because all I did was I wanted to boot it while I was waiting to um, jump on Battlefield, mm. and I don't know, it just really annoyed me and I didn't want to I got through it I'm like I'm thinking okay when is this going to end and then I thought if I drop out of it now I'm going to have to do this whole thing from the start and I bet I'm not going to be able to skip it I, I don't know maybe you can skip it but yeah I just I just wasn't in the mood it, in, in the mood it's it's probably fine but yeah well um there's another thing little big planet 2 if you have a vita just to bring it back to vita for another second <laughs> uh no they they're bringing in something in the a new firmware update that allows PS1 games to be played as of next week. They're also going to be able to use cross-play, or no, cross-controller they call it, where you can play Little Big Planet 2 and you use your Vita as a controller with this, this screen displaying something, I guess. So, kind of Wii U style. Right. That, that whole idea. Um, I don't know how many other games are going to utilize that, but it's cool. To have it. Is that all PS1 games? Or just um, some? Because I'm just wondering, would Spice World be one of those games included? It's, that would be well, awesome. Presumably, it's games that you can purchase on the PSN store that are PS1 games. And I think they're saying select games, but they said select minis and select PSP games would work. And pretty much every game that I put on, even though they didn't list that it would work, worked with PSP games, so... But did you spice up your life? No. God damn, I haven't seen Spice World since 1999 when I rented it from Civic Video. I haven't seen it, and now that, you know, it can't be interpreted as anything other than ironic interest, I would love to see it. (laughs) It was pretty... It was probably on par with Beat and Groovy. On par? Yeah, but it has the Spice Girls in it. Come on, they're all named like totally inhuman, you know, things. Like they don't they actually looked, have names. They didn't even look like the Spice Girls. And the dance moves didn't even match the song. Really? <laughs> it was awful. Is there like a Taiwanese dub we could watch to make it funnier? Probably. I don't know. YouTube. That would be rad. It was my brother's PlayStation and he wouldn't let me play his game. Oh, you're talking about the game. I thought the film. <laughs> I'm not talking about the freaking film. The dance moves don't match. This is a fucking great episode, by the way. <laughs> it has the Spice Girls in it. That's it. Yeah. No, my brother wouldn't let me play his PlayStation, so I had to go to Civic Video and rent some PlayStation games, and I remember getting Spice World and Point Blank with the gun controller. Fuck. would have been hell. fun. I'm looking at the cover of... It just says Spice on it, so I assume this is Spice World for PlayStation. Yeah, and yeah that's the one. They, that's how shit they look. They look like Bratz. This is like yeah. years before Bratz came out. Yeah. Spice Girls were the original Bratz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there it is. is. That's a thing. 
that's got to be the episode header, man. No, maybe not. Uh, well, it probably will be. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of rhythm games, there's no fucking Parappa to Rapper. Yeah, that oh, shatters. I can't, I can't believe it. It's. I, I said this before the show, but I'm going to say it again. Um, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, one of the first characters announced for it, Parappa, but yeah. you cannot buy PS1 Classic Parappa to Rapper on the PSN store. That's so silly. It's rhythm gaming roots, you know, on console for freak's sake. Why? I'm just Why seriously you... hoping that they, like, put it on. Could have been, like, people like me stars. who didn't care for it. Yeah, but, so, like... It, it's not actually very, like, the timing isn't exactly on, but it's still roots, and it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I it's love beside it. the point. He's one of the characters in Battle, yeah. Battle Royale. It's going to need, um... Like, if they seriously want to market that game well, they should put all these games available in the lead-up. They just delayed it. They, I read something. There's a, a Kaz Harai um, fake Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. And he tweeted, Since we couldn't put a Gran Turismo car in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, we thought we'd pay homage to it by just d- delaying the game. <laughs> So, uh, so true. They delayed it, so it's not coming out until November now, I think, but whatever. Um, I don't know if there's something else I was going to say. No. PlayStation Plus is awesome, get it. <laughs> um, Papa and Yo. Ooh, is this my bit? Yes. Uh, this is a new game. Tim knows all about it. Uh, I've played like a smidgen of it because I'm unreliable. But it looks fucking cool. And so Tim is going to lead this conversation. Uh, Susie actually knows a fair bit about it because she's um, had to endure me playing it over and over and over again. Um, I'm now on my third and a half time. And the half is real because I... uh, This is (laughs) one of the very few games that I actually am hunting trophies for. And there's one for not using any hints. But the hint system is so charming. Like the first couple of times you have to do it. And if you want to show someone, you have to show them. So, yeah. I And then I started my third playthrough, got halfway through. And then there was a trophy for something you do on the main menu, except that I accidentally started a new game with that. And then I went back and t- you can start it with the chapter. And then I wasn't sure whether it would remember that I hadn't used any hints. So I just started the whole thing again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Papa and Yo. First of all, if you think you have any inclination to play it, geez, I, I say that a lot. I say it about Flower, about Journey. Um, I really think you-, you should right now. Don't listen to any of this because the less you know about it, the better it will be, I believe. Mm. And also, that being said, before you run off and, and switch you pause the podcast, I know you're going to want to listen to the Just rest of this. smash your iPod against the ground and run <laughs> to your PS3. Um, it, was, it was developed by a team of 13 people. This is not a AAA game, and it's not even an incubation program game where they have Santa Monica as a resource. Um, it was seriously 13 folks. Uh, so, you know, it, it can be a little bit rough around the edges. Now, if you don't, if you can't appreciate that sort of thing, I'm not saying that you have to. I may be saying that you should. But if that's not a place where you're at and you only want super polished AAA games, then maybe you need to let this one slide. Even then, I, I really encourage you as much as possible to play it. There's a really important theme that this game covers 
it just hasn't been done so well to this degree ever before, I believe. Mm. Uh, so you need to give it a shot. You may glitch out in a couple of little bits. Sometimes the camera might be a little bit hard for you to manage. I don't really have very many problems. Um, but look, you're going to see a little bit of screen tearing. It's not like it's got massive texture depth and, oh, my God, per pixel shading. It, it, that, that's not, it's not that kind of game. But it more than makes up for it thematically. So... This is where you pause and go play it. So if you're not going to play it or if you need more convincing um, and be aware that it's taking away from some of the sense of adventure and discovery, sorry. Papo and Yo, if you watch the trailer, which was enough for me, will tell you that it's inspired by childhood and it shows you a lot of really wonderful, really playful spatial interactions where uh, you, you see the main character, Kiko, spelt Q-U-I-C-O, who is Brazilian, by the way, um, which I believe makes them speaking Portuguese, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, he picks I mean, up a I little box. I presume that's what they're speaking if it's Brazilian. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty sure that the whole thing is in Portuguese. They they pick up – you'll see Kiko pick up a, a little box, like a cardboard box, you know, that, that sort of he hefts in his arms, and then you'll see like a, a giant house float in front of him. And wherever he moves carrying this box, the house sort of floats in front of him. So it has this – really imaginative childlike portrayal of manipulating space with these little things also uh chalk drawing is a motif you know drawing on the ground and walls with chalk which is uh, another really wonderful childlike thing um the very uh, the very first screen that you will see before you see any in-game footage a, a very brief cutscene, is it's dedicated to his uh sister or sisters and mum or his family who helped him uh, survive their father. Uh, the next thing you're going to see is a boy, you know, Kiko, hiding in a closet, you know, in a school uniform, and the shadow of a monster walked past the doors outside. So we're not kidding around anymore. This is really talking about a theme of abuse. Um and the more you play it, the, the more that becomes apparent. Um, I really don't really say much more about the theme. That That's already saying too much. You know, just go and play it. Uh, it's super important that you go and play it. I will say about um, the play dynamic that it's just got some phenomenal things that you do in the levels. Um, they are sort of spatial puzzles, but they're not really that puzzling. You know, we're not talking missed levels of, of logic puzzles here. They're, they're, they're fairly simple, and I don't think that that's a bad thing at all. Um, there's one or two slightly challenging areas of, of platforming, um, but you may error a couple of times, but you'll just drop back into somewhere else in the level. You know, it's not going to reload. You know, it's like instant checkpointing because, I mean, that's just not yeah. the sort of game. that It's not about dexterity. But you'll do some wonderful things, some really inventive and just laugh-out-loud, charming and beautiful spatial interactions. Um, and the music is just out of this world. I, I adore the music. It, it's fantastic. Very kind of Brazilian theme. Um, sort of samba stuff and quiet and downplayed, uh, yeah. And and it's just it's just great. I, I can't really praise it enough. It's one of the most beautiful games that I've ever played. And uh, pretty much, you know, the emotional response that I had and the fact that it, it's it's someone's real story. It's not just a story. It's Vanda, um, the the lead, uh, the 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 guy who pretty much created the whole thing. His name is um, is Vanda Caballero. It is about him and his life. It's it's a, a level of intimacy and, and 
you know, um, real personality to a game that I, you know, you see to different degrees in games, but but not like this. Mm. Um, I think previously this sort of theme was touched on in tiny little indie games, you know, flash games and eight bit demos. And, and that's great. I'm not, I'm not slamming those guys at all, but uh, you know, th- this is one of those, that game company moments. It, it's like playing flower and journey and the emotional response that I had was really significant. It's, uh, and you know, like I, I cried at the end and a lot of people have had that response. It's, it is that kind of game. So I beg you, please set aside all your usual criticisms about, you know, screen tearing and frame rate and, oh, I jumped and it didn't work. And, you know, it's not really that bad. You just need to endure it a little bit and be a bit patient. Um, and, you know, please play this game. It's super important that you play it. You know, it's you're not playing it to score anything anymore. You know, it's like Flower and Journey. Playing it is its own reward. And there's something deeper than just the operative mechanics at play. Wow, that was a big, long monologue. I'm very sorry. That's all right, mate. It's all about the passion behind it. Because, yeah, I mean, if if people hear that and they don't want to play it, they're not interested, well... I guess they're just not interested. But, um, yeah, no, I think you did a pretty good job of... Um... <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying desperately not to spoil it. It's so hard to talk about it without... Uh, it's so hard to talk about it in detail without thematic spoilers. And it's so... I barely knew a thing about it. I didn't read a thing about it. I saw the launch trailer, which really shows very little. But the aesthetic, the music, and um, just that thing about inspired by childhood pretty much sold it to me. So... That was all I needed, and I'm so thankful that I didn't know anything at all about it. Uh, look, I, I think I'm already at that stage in my life where I'm prone to give a game like this a chance. You know, I, I'm not tired of AAA. I am and I'm not, but I want more of this kind of thing, you know. Minority are people with ideas of the caliber of that game com- company. Mm. So, you know, uh, sorry, yes, it was developed by Minority Media. That's the company in uh, Canada. Uh, and the really wonderful music, it probably uh, warrants me giving some praise to Brian uh, De Oliveira. Uh, he did, he wrote all the music and performed most of the instruments except for some some African flutes and some percussion, which there were some uh, wonderful... Yeah, flute. Uh, yeah, some, some locals and uh, uh, probably some Brazilian and African people who, mm. who played and performed that stuff. It's just, you know, for, for a really humble game, it, it is phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, Unless, I mean, of course, you, you've got a heart of stone, in which case, you know, just don't don't bother. <laughs> yeah, I um, I've, I kind of feel the same way about AAA games at the moment. Like I play, like I played through Darksiders two all the way, and I enjoyed that. But a lot of the time, I get these games and put them in, and it's just like a uh, much of a muchness. And then, um, so I'm kind of picking up these kind of games like Papo and Yo and Journey and stuff like that. And, um, I don't know, just trying to go into them with a more of, more of an open mind. Um, yeah. that like the opposite of how you go into a triple A game. Cause generally triple A games, it's like, I need to be harshly critical of this game because yeah. it's, it's, it's calling itself a triple A game. So it must be of that caliber. But then when you get a game, you know, it's, it's from a small development team. Uh, they have a very strong theme that they're yeah. going for. 
you know, you tend to not focus so much on on kicking it about because of you know well, like uh, screen tearing you, and stuff. There's certain things. Uh, in uh, uh, yeah, like, I had it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, man. Oh, oh, no, it's just like like you said. There's certain things where. Like, for example, there's a soccer ball on the ground and you go to kick it. And if it's like a little bit further in front of you, then their kick animation would, you know, if you were to kick a ball in real life, you would miss it. But it kind of like pulls your character over to the ball a little bit. Yeah. But it's things like that. It's like, well, well if it was to be honest, thing, you'd crack the shits. Yeah. <laughs> there's oh, you would. 13 you people made the game and it already looks fucking phenomenal. Look, I, I really, I really think you're going to miss out if you, if you don't set all of that aside, mm. and and I guess if you're not able to, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm not here having a go at you. You got to understand that some of us have been playing games for a long time, and I still love traditional games. I'm not here to say that we should never see another Call of Duty. I enjoy Call of Duty. I love Battlefield. You know, I love. Um, uh, Prince of Persia. There's a lot of really traditional games, and I'll always love them. But, but this is a frontier. You know, that game company, Minority Media, and um, who's on Incubation now? Giant Sparrow with Unfinished Swan. These are games that they're not just concept games. You know what I mean? It's not just, oh, that's an interesting concept and there's not really much else to it. They have meaning. They're enjoyable to play. They tend to be accompanied by wonderful art styles and music and, you know, this sort of thing is growing and it's not just a little flash game anymore. It's not just a little thing that gets featured on Kotaku or Gamma Sutra, gets, you know, three hours of popularity and then he's dead. You know, it's a really crucial and important era of gaming and people my age and older or, or with my sensibilities, it, it just seems that there's more and more of us and we have more time for this kind of game. And I'm just, I'm astounded that we're finding it in these little games with modest budgets. And, okay, Incubation's a bit different. They actually have a really great resource um, for them, but they've got limited time and limited resources as well. They, they don't, don't have hundreds of people, you know what I mean? Um, and they sell the game for 20 bucks. You know, come on. That, that's, that's an investment really worth, worth having. Less if you've got PlayStation Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's twenty five. Oh, whatever. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, yeah, twenty five without plus, wasn't it? I don't know. All I know is it's excellent, and people should get it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like seriously, it's not that much. You're supporting a small developer, which is already a good thing to do, despite the fact that the game is amazing, and you're probably not going to play anything else like it. No, well, not not yeah, not to date anyway. It was pretty much um, funded by Sony Pub Fund, which I take to be a really smaller scaled version of Incubation, um, which is really great to see Sony see, and also the Canadian Film Fund. I think was um, the other major contributor. So, you know, I have to say, this era of downloadable games, um, there's this wonderful thing happening on Xbox. You've got Super Meat Boy. Braid, Fez, um, Minecraft got ported to it. Um, and then on the Sony side, you have, you know, that game company with Flower and, and Journey. You've got Minority with uh, with Papo and Yo and Giant Sparrow's Unfinished Swan. I like it. I like both both directives. Um, they both, the games that, that Microsoft and Sony respectively are pushing, it's really suit their cultures. They're great games. They're high quality games. And, um, 
like, I guess on the Xbox side, there's a bit of a revival of that old school platformer. Like, I mean, Super Meat Boy, come on. It, it's punishing, but it's great. Um, it probably warrants mentioning N Plus as well, which was far, far earlier. But um, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and Fares was, was just such a phenomenal game. Um, Apart from it being highly broken. Yeah, and the whole patching thing, I guess. But, you get that? Uh, oh, yeah, that's the difference between PSN and Xbox as well. About 40 grand on a patch. Or something really? like that, or ten grand patches on. You don't have to. I don't. I don't know if you have to pay on the PSN, and if you do, it's not very much. Whereas every patch on the Xbox costs a lot of money. So if your game's broken, um, you better hope the developer has a spare X amount of grand of cash to chuck on it. Like Minecraft's a different story. I think they Mojang made a deal with um, with Xbox to get X amount of free patches because of the way Minecraft is. Mm. It's kind of odd that you say that Minecraft matches the um, the culture of the Xbox because I kind of... I mean, I suppose... Mate, that might be the exception. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously it does match the culture because it's the fucking highest-selling game on Xbox ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that, I, that one may have been a Microsoft um, cash-in. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were definitely rubbing their hands together on that one. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, no, like it's still though, people are playing it and hosting their little servers, so it works. That's what I like about the Vita as well. Um, it's from what I hear, it's a really easy platform to develop on, and you know they they've got the PlayStation Mobile thing coming or in in the works at the moment which is going to be games that work on certain Android phones and the Vita and stuff. So it opens it up a lot to independent developers, which is good. There's a lot of really good small uh, PSN games for the Vita. Not like Everyone complains about the lineup on the Vita. I like, there's no good games, but they're judging purely on the games that you can go to, you know, JB or EB games and purchase. Mm. Whereas if you actually look on the PlayStation store, there's some really, really good games. So, yeah, no, it's good. Cool. It's a good time to be Absolutely. alive. <laughs> and, and gaming. Hmm. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, that's Papa and Yo. We don't want to go on too much more about it. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I do, but no, I shouldn't. If yeah. you if you tweet Minority they you know, and you've got praises for the game, they always tweet you back. They are a really, really good community manager. As opposed to the Sound Shapes guys who never tweeted me back. <laughs> because apparently, well, apparently my, um, my saying that the game is really good doesn't matter to them <laughs> oh, just everyone's got a different approach that game company um, although that you know that game company uh, I guess a, a lot bigger and uh, have a broader distribution but they did um, send out private messages to a, a lot of people who were giving them praise and I really appreciated that so you know it means their community manager does read them all mm, they're paying um, attention and that was really cool yeah oh hmm Hmm. Uh, is there anything else worth mentioning? Uh, there's no questions for us to answer. Wolf Cybertron's out. 
it's it probably going to be fall, fall of Cybertron. Sorry, Fall of Cybertron. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a review for that at some point. If we get a review for it. <laughs> um, what else? There's a lot of cool games coming out in the next six months, to be honest. Yes. Um, so there'll be plenty to talk about in future. <laughs> but right now, we're not fucking talking about anything else. Uh, give me, you know, Memento. Yeah, Fall of Cybertron, that's it. There's not a lot in September, just quietly. Unless you want to play Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Yeah. Oh, and Borderlands 2. Oh, yeah. Girlfriend mode. Oh, don't, don't start it up. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. Did that piss you off, Susie? Or did you look at it and go, who gives a fuck? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much the latter. I just yeah. thought, fuck, you know. Whatever. Let's take more things out of context. Let's play oh, a game called Taking Things Out of Context. Look, I'll, I'll say one thing on the matter. Um, I can somewhat appreciate the, the travesty of it uh, to a point because it's probably not a very tactful thing um, but they didn't as far call as marketing it, wasn't goes. It, wasn't it just one guy called it? Oh, he said, oh, you know, around, the, around the, the old office we call it girlfriend mode. Guilty by association. More or less, yeah. Someone said something dumb, and it all just went up in up in arms, and and all that stuff. Nevertheless, the reason why it doesn't phase me that much is because the number of women I know are not interested in video games. Full stop. So it's almost like there's this culture within gamers that expects everybody to be a gamer, one way or another. And if you're not, then Something's very wrong, and I suppose a, a, a good example. A very good friend of mine, his fiance, you know, never appreciated the fact that he was, you know, he had a PlayStation and he loved his Forza and his Gran Turismo and all that stuff. And anyway, one day she made the effort to say, "Let me play with you." So, I think and he it was pulled Forza. his pants off and said. Never mind. No. <laughs> no. But more or less. It's girlfriend mode. Here's my pants off. <laughs> oh, God. Nevertheless, she never finished the lap. She crashed, threw the controller on the ground and said, well, this game is stupid anyway and walked off. Mm. There's a number of women I know who are like that. So in some respects, you know, it's neither here or there. It's a dumb comment. Um. You know what the internet's like these days. It's it matters more to be part of a revolution than it is to 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 think what you like. So no, it didn't piss me off. I could give two shits about it because at the end of the day, I'm looking forward to Borderlands too, and I could care less what anyone else is thinking. Mm. I wouldn't care if I'm the only person who's interested in Borderlands too. It's a game I'm looking forward to, and I'm and I'm going to look out for myself before anyone else. Well, you know they um. They were saying, and it kind of got overrun by all the fucking controversy, but they were saying that they were going to balance it. They hadn't created all the classes because for those who don't know, the girlfriend mode was a, it's, it wasn't, they didn't call it girlfriend mode. It's what it is. It's because Borderlands is, has co-op, it's, it was a class that had certain things like if you shot at someone and your aim was slightly off, then your bullets had 
what was it called? Like just a lucky shot or something where it would ricochet off walls and stuff like that and hit the enemy. Like a magic bullet. Yeah, so if you suck at aiming, you can still hit the fucking dude. So it's not just for girls. It's for people who are shit at, at games who want to get involved, but they suck at fucking first-person shooters. Yeah, it's funny because my first idea of girlfriend mode was like how I'll everyone has this... Matches. It was everyone has their special abilities, you know, the siren has a phase walk and mm. the soldier is his turret. I thought, you know, girlfriend mode, what is it, nag the enemy to death? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, phase yeah. walk to them and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. their ear. And then it tries to parallel park and just crashes. Oh. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> But really good at making sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> Folks, if you don't know he's trolling, come on. It, yeah. it wants to know where your co-op partner is at all times, where they're going to be. Why haven't they messaged you back in five minutes when yeah. you're going to be home? <laughs> and then for a, a week of each month. <laughs> oh, come on. Just refuses to cooperate no. with you. There's no co-op for that week. I mean, I'm having a laugh about it. It's, it's yes, I might be stereotyping right now. I'm sorry. I know a lot of bitches. Um, so that's, that's where I have the basis of my examples here. I'm having a laugh. I'm female. I can laugh at myself. So I also know when to take things seriously, when not to take things seriously. It's, look, I've got better things to worry about in my time than what they want to call some thing in a video game for goodness sake yeah it's not like they have syria mode or something like that oh gee you know a taliban yeah let's let's get upset about something real people yeah fyi i grew up in a house with like five chicks so you know if i was sexist in any way i would have had my head pummeled a long time ago, so obviously I'm just joking around. Um, before the internet <laughs> fucking lynches me. Uh, <laughs> I don't worry, we'll all be burnt at the stake for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what the girlfriend mode is. But they were saying, and it got back to what I was saying, it got washed over by the controversy. But they were saying that they were going to balance it by having another class that was like super hardcore. I don't know the details, but because they said they hadn't got anything written down like solid to do about it, but that was their idea. And so, you know, people will bitch about the easy mode, but then, you know, I'm sure you guys would probably appreciate the sort of hardcore, super fucking take a lot of skill kind of mode. I, I, you know, one thing I love about Borderlands is that it does ride that line between cutting a lot of the dross out and, you know, in that sense, making it a lot less um, complicated. But what I like about that is that you do see the effects of everything. You know, you start something once and you, you see the effects of it straight away. So it's a nice compromise. You know, Susie is a, is a great Fallout player and there's a time and place for playing a game like Fallout and there's also a time and place for saying something like Borderlands, which is not exactly a normal run-and-gun shooter where there's very little customization outside of your weapons, etc. Um, they you know, said there's, what, it, like millions of types of weapons in Borderland 2. Yeah. Like, I mean, so it's, an, it's a really nice middle ground, but um, if they offer something more detailed, then, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. No worries. 
Yeah. Mm. Oh well. Whatever. I'm sure they weren't like super put off by all the bullshit. Because you know. No, you've got to acknowledge it because but otherwise the, the thing. Mask people is going will jump style. up and down about it, but they'll still go and play it. Oh yeah. It's going to happen with Hitman. Oh man, I can't wait to fucking shoot sexy nuns. <laughs> every time, Matt. Every time. Yeah, I will buy that game the... only because it has sexy nuns. <laughs> <laughs> it probably doesn't have any sexy nuns in well, it. Like it's probably just a PR company then. that did that freaking ad. I'm gonna trade that shit back in and write a, <laughs> write a fucking strongly worded tweet. Admit, a few weeks ago when I went to buy my new computer, we were in the the um, computer store looking at all the beastie gaming machines, and what do you know? On one of the screens is the Hitman trailer. That's exactly what I said. Ooh, sexy nuns. <laughs> Let me kill some of that fucking shit. Ow. The man was acting in self-defense. Oh, God. Man, I wish I would love to defend myself against sexy nuns. No, I'm I'm just staring. I'm just I'm I'm over it. I'm really over it now. Mm. It's look, why are games any different to to film or literature? It's <sighs> we don't have the time. Yeah, some people but have the time. Some people have too much time. You know what they should do? They should play Skyrim. That's a good way no. to spend some time. Like, if you've got too much time, go and play a game that's got 200 hours. That'll, well, you know, it'll, you it'll get you off the streets. Out. You can spend that in Just Cause, just throwing yourself off shit. Yeah, exactly. That's fun. I love doing that. That's why they, they get all uppity on Twitter, Just Cause. <laughs> uh, and with that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's call it a, a, a podcast. <laughs> um, I think we've done well there. We all, we, you know, Susie had her rant. Tim had his rant. <laughs> we all had our monologues in this episode, so very good. Kick ass. Uh, Luke is a soft cock for not coming on. <laughs> and uh, oh, thank you for joining us for episode 36 of the Drop Me Gaming Podcast. This has been Matt. Susie and Tim signing out. <laughs>